Support for DNVR is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology, their developments, and provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners right here, 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Oh. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Copy. Remember to use that promo code DNVR25 no, DNVR if Ooh. you're a second time. DNVR20 if you're the first time. You get your 20 or 25% off that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. I can say my name most of the time. Joining us, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this one, though, the Colorado Rockies did storm from behind after they were down 7 to nothing to win 10 to 7 in a meaningless spring training game where half the people who pitched are, especially if you're counting both teams, not people anyone could actually name. Uh, some nice stuff out of the bullpen. Uh, young hitters did some fun things. But that's not what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be diving deep into the stories of spring training. There's nothing like spring training, Patrick. Hope springs eternal. It brings with it a whole new set of questions and narratives that arrive. It's a lot like the first episode of a, a new television show, right, that, that you're going to watch. And you don't know where that show is going to go, if you're going to love these characters or hate them. Uh, you're kind of finding all this stuff out together. I love it. I, I love new episodes of new TV shows, the whole thing. It brings an energy that's unlike anything else in sports. And with that, when you get to that first episode, there's a whole life that these characters have led and they've alluded to. And we just don't know it yet. We're right. finding out those things from those characters. And that's kind of like spring training where, hey, guys in November, December, January, they were off doing some interesting things, changing their look, changing their personality, trying to grind towards a milestone. And all of those tales come together as we get excited for the 2021 season. Yeah. And so if you're wondering, you know, what, what is exactly you're talking about? This stuff runs the gamut, everything from, you know, mm -hmm. the, the funny and interesting. You mentioned, you know, times where like the John Gray showed up with a totally different haircut and uh, we're all going, hey, what's going on there? Uh, we're, we're talking about last year where the story of Antonio Sensatella was both intriguing and kind of funny where it's like he's lost all this weight. He's totally reformed his body. He's this new man. He stopped eating candy was a big part of it. So we've got like that's an ongoing narrative, right? That's a fun thing we're talking about. Um, even things that those of us that are old enough to remember times where your team has changed venues. And, and what does that mean? And, and you know, uh, RIP to High Corbett Field. <laughs> so there, there's all kinds of fun stuff that comes. There, there's great, great stuff out there, uh, Patrick. For I mean, baseball – if nothing else, it's a game of characters and stories, and it, it's what we do here. So uh, let's let's get into the business of I'm gonna I'm gonna toast my Breck brew early since we're doing it early. I'm having an old school RK special going each one. Uh, sorry, yeah, and even with Ali producing today, it's it's hilarious because I've gotten in the habit of putting them both into a glass because her and RK implored me to do so. But today she's on and I can't, I got to go old school. So. You just got to go old school. I, you know, I respect it. You're, you got the two beers. They're beautiful. I respect it. It's OG. Uh, and get Celsius. If Celsius are your thing, you can get your Breck brew and 15 can samplers either down at King Supers or at your local liquor store. Brews or Celsius down at the DNVR bar, wherever you're getting damn good beer, you're doing well. Patrick, let's toast to the wonderfulness of baseball. Let's toast to Dallas Dupree Young, a name we might need to know at some point. The, the Young is almost excessive when you've already got a name that cool. Like, the, and he the is young, young lowercase right. y and uppercase y, as the son of Eric Young Sr. 
Eric Young Sr., uh, his son uh, got a big acting break in the in the past year during the offseason and is featured in uh, a couple movies, a baseball movie that that's coming out there. Uh, might be a you know straight to streaming release. <laughs> I wanted to say straight to DVD or straight to VHS, but uh, yeah, that's not gonna be a thing anymore, is it? No, but it's a baseball movie, so it's worth watching. No two yes. ways about it. So his son kind of got his acting chops there. You like seeing that uh, for the the Rockies great. We learned about Greg Bird, who's going to be battling for first base with the Rockies. Great story came out that the Grandview High uh, first baseman, he hit it inside the park home run at Coors Field. Yeah. Outfielder <laughs> dove for the ball, just missed it, came all the way around for the inside the parker and his his teammate and now uh, NL West rival Kevin Gaussman was there telling him, get down, get down, as he slid into home plate. Uh, and hit the only inside the park home run of his career at Coors Field in high school. This has so much potential for I mean, even more fun this entire year. Relive the moment. Anytime he hits a ball in the gap, you and I are going to be like looking at each other like, go, go. Especially if somebody dives and misses one. Then you got to like, <laughs> you know, what are the, what are the chances? We also, not high, by the way. <laughs> When it comes to spring training, a couple of the new faces, like you said, Drew, you know, some we might know, some we should, maybe not. But uh, two Colorado boys, Max George, who converted to catcher. He was there early on right away uh, from Regis Jesuit. And Lucas Gilbreth, who actually pitched in today's game, um, a graduate of Broomfield's Legacy High. So two more Colorado Rays players in camp at Salt River Field. I mean, we're up to like four now. That's That's nice. pretty good. Fun fact, I've done a very little bit of baseball coaching in my life of, of little league, you know, helping out. I've never like managed. No one would put me in charge of their children in case anyone was like, what? <laughs> you were the bench coast, bench coast and in, in, in charge of the orange slices. That's the right. Dual role. That's right. But one of the few leagues that I did uh, do uh, 13 and under one year was the legacy league out here in the Boulder Broomfield area so i have a little bit of a connection and, and a lot of those guys do a lot of the colorado people are from that legacy tradition so it's just one of those little things fun fact this is a this is a much better area for baseball i think than people you know probably realize it it's, really is again it's it's a smaller community so that's why there hasn't been as many players who have broken through on the major league level but still really quality and and the other you know interesting story in rocky's camp we actually learned that josh uh, josh fuentes uh he has a cousin and he is now a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. How about that? That's kind of hey, cool. That's interesting. Fun. I wonder Family if that guy's any good. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, but. Check the scouting reports and we'll yeah, find looking, out. Looking forward to talking with Fuentes and, and, and hearing more about this cousin of his. I mean, what do you know? Yeah. Baseball runs into Josh Fuentes' family. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, baseball is a, it's a family game. Those Molina brothers, everyone who shows, you know. <laughs> Flying Molina brothers. Well, Josh Fuentes is is he's got an image. He's he's working on his brand here in Colorado. But one of the most interesting and maybe it's funny story. I don't know. Is uh, Aaron Judge? You hear about this guy, Aaron Judge? You hear what he did this off season? Drew sounds familiar. Sounds I, familiar with this guy. I think we know what he looks like. He has he hasn't been on the market, you know, for too long. He has has only been around for about four seasons. Burst onto the scene pretty quickly. The way you said on the market, I wasn't sure if you were like looking for a date. Like, <laughs> no, not me. But I'm sure there's plenty of, of sure. ladies out there, and maybe even more ladies are going to be say, interested because now, Aaron Judge. That image you have in your head of what Aaron Judge looks like. Guess what? It changed this offseason because he fixed his teeth. I he mean, had the, he had that gap. He had that almost Michael Strahan esque gap, and. He kind of went the Pete Davidson route, and he got himself in a big, beautiful mouth of chompers, and looks good. But I felt I, like that was part of his brand. That guy. I'm with you. You. Um. What was the? Okay, we're really gonna date ourselves. Ali's gonna have no idea who this person is. Uh, Madonna. Jennifer Grey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you remember her? Dirty, dirty dancing. No, dirty dancing. That's right. And she had this distinct 
nose and it maybe wasn't the traditionally cutesy one that people liked or whatever and she got a nose job and i know it, who and... jennifer gray is okay. i'm not right. kayla come on now <laughs> i forget i forget that unlike kale and <laughs> kayla ali knows history <laughs> i'm also older than them by like three or four years so come oh, on that's usually when you learn about jennifer gray is like when you're 26 27 so that makes sense <laughs> and i like that drew considers jennifer gray's nose job from dirty dancing as history you know she knows her <laughs> you know, history you know, you know that that really important american history that you should know um no i yeah i like him better with the gap teeth yeah me too me too in a way but we're gonna get used to it and it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things in five years from now where you go do you you know he's got his teeth worked on his, he's got a completely different mouth there will be people that don't know that don't what know. no know. what do you mean like how how what do you got braces mm, those are veneers i don't know we have to call the people over at green mountain dental to find out exactly what kind of work he got done there veneers Wait. maybe and uh, uh yeah i'm i don't know i'm gonna have to ask him <laughs> also i'm getting it done the second i have the chance to so i shouldn't i shouldn't talk trash be like keep your messed up teeth when i'm like i would fix my messed up teeth when I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well if we're talking about looking good no one has looked better well there's two people that have looked great one of them <laughs> Is, uh, is Francisco Lindor. He's got the blue oh, hair. 10 out of 10. But he also showed up to spring training. And talk about being current. He showed up wearing the Eddie Murphy coming to America New York Mets jacket. Look uh, at this thing. 10 out of 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. All the marks. I love this so much. It's like you only lose some like retro cool points because coming to America is there's a sequel coming out and people are familiar with uh -huh. this now because this would have been a deeper cut like a year ago but him right. changing teams and the and and he's pulling it off and he's rocking it so well yeah michaela <laughs> doesn't know michaela did not know who jennifer gray was <laughs> she, we, we invited her on she was unfortunately not able to make it. i would have loved to have gotten her thoughts on arsenio hall do you know who she <laughs> is michaela do you know who she is arsenio hall just just help this I'm trolling her now. Now yeah. I'm just trolling. Yeah, uh, he looked great. And he came and said, good morning, my neighbors. Fantastic. Oh, He looks absolutely Francisco fantastic. Lindor is a top five personality in baseball. He and is. people don't know it. Get paid. And that's somebody's fault. And it's not Francisco Lindor's. Confirmed. She does not know who Arsenio Hall is. <laughs> Woof. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, Bryce Harper. Look good showing up to spring training as well. And I, I know Michaela knows who Bryce Harper is. Oh, love he looks, I've I'm always Bryce a fan Harper. Of it. I've always I haven't even seen this particular one yet, but I'm a fan of all Bryce Harper looks so far. His hair combination typically in the nine to ten out of ten range. And and we've got the perfect producer. So Allie, when you pull up this photo of Bryce Harper, I want your take or what was your initial thought on Bryce Harper and how much do you love every single part of his outfit? Um, <laughs> I don't know. All right, so this is your first time seeing it very clearly. Yes. All right, notice the bat. What are you noticing about this baseball bat? How great is it? Oh, of oh. course. I mean, it has the Fanatic, it has the Phillies, all of that stuff is great. That's great. Now, can you, I don't, you might not be able to see his knit cap, but it does say, John. You gotta. That's great. Which I only learned about Does that. Does everyone recently. know the spelling of John? The correct spelling? J A W N. John yeah. is. I'm going to play a, a Michaela card here and say I don't know what that is. Drew, I only learned about this like recently, and I'm from that area. I don't know. I never heard of this. John is like anything. So it's like, pass me that John. Or are you going to that John? Like, oh, like I don't like that John. Like it just you use it for everything. Crack open oh. a can of John, man. Yeah, oh. like oh, pass me that. Like literally, you just use it for every word. Um, fun story about Bryce Harper. I actually had a picture of him on my, I took a picture with him and had a picture on my Instagram and my brother's high school thought that I dated Bryce Harper for some time period. And that was a rumor that went around the school. I was like, Oh no, I just went to an event where he was at, but okay. One picture, but sure. Uh, RK Harper. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final piece, this was my favorite part. Again, didn't know John as much. I would love to have a Philly Fanatic designed baseball bat. But his T-shirt to commemorate the, the home of Philly Spring Training, Clearwater, Florida, says Clearwater. <laughs> and if you're from that area, Was you know Was it really to, say water? 
Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh my Glitter. god. How I want that so bad. I want that shirt says clear water because that's how you pronounce the stuff that's in the ocean. Water. No, it's actually not. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> what What do you call H2O? Water. The correct way. You slip into it though, don't you? Water um, once in a while. If I'm in Philly, I will definitely start having more of a Philly. For people who don't know, I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, live there, big Philly sports fan in general. But yes, I kind of occasionally will get back to that Philly accent. Talking about Rita's water ice. Here's the there it is. Football games the most, yeah. Bryce Harper and his ex. <laughs> Let's get Literally, that my brother called me and was like, "Everyone thinks you dated him. Why?" I'm like, "You guys do kind of look like you're at the prom together." Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. You really yeah, you know I just it. casually brought Bryce Harper to prom. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. And again, his hair on point. You look good too, Allie. But well, thank Bryce you. Harper like, is Bryce Harper. Is Bryce Harper. I understand. <laughs> Who's prettier than Bryce Harper? Let's let's right. all let's put <laughs> our chips on the table. <laughs> right. You can only hope to be as pretty Who as let the Bryce first Harper. prettier person than Bryce Harper throw the first. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Drew. We talked just on Monday. Go back and listen to that episode. Uh, essentially, the the short history of numbers for the Colorado Rockies. Players, what they have worn, what's been retired, what's been taken out of use. The history of the number sixty nine in Major League Baseball. If you didn't That's listen to that, <laughs> you learn you learn what team back in nineteen ninety was the first team to have a player wear right. the number sixty nine, and how many teams have actually worn it of the thirty teams. Rockies have not, but go back and listen to how many have. All right, so Taiwan Walker, he wore number 44 in Seattle. He was traded in Arizona, and, of course, that was worn by Paul Goldschmidt. So you know he's getting a new number. Goldschmidt sure. is 44. Taiwan Walker didn't get that over Goldie. They didn't. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so he wears 99 in Arizona. Love it. Badass. Uh, I, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about 99 on that show, too. Love it. Love it. Gets traded to Toronto. Hyunjin Ryu's already got it. <laughs> now, what were the odds? Oh, no, we'll need a real. Where's Nathaniel? Nathaniel Sunshine. That's In it, baseball history. How many times has somebody worn the number 99? And, the and then traded to a team? Or most valuable player already has it. Yeah. Well, like, Drew, it happened again. No. It happened again. So Can't. he couldn't wear 99 in Toronto. He had to wear um, double zero. Right, he had to wear mm. double zero, and Tywan well, Walker's have, my number hero. <laughs> he he could have worn zero, but Marcus Stroman already had it. Can't wear zero, and he can't wear double zero either. You know why? It was also taken. It was taken by Mister Met. Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mister Met wore double zero. So now, granted, Taiwan Walker decided, ah, you know what, I could wear that number, but he did not want to take it from Mr. Met. So he's out and he needs to find a new number. I don't actually even care what he's settled on that now because he's, he's picked something else, but couldn't wear double zero. Mr. Met's already got it. I am beside myself. I am, I'm going to start an internet like <laughs> campaign to get Taiwan Walker the correct weird no it it breaks my heart that this man all he wants to do is wear zero or 99 and they won't let him no. and those are the coolest most badass number choices a guy can have and then he can't even have double zero he could have worn that on the Rockies get out like, of here all of those are taking all of those like, are open they should give Mr. Matt the the infinity sign you know on the back could be you should just have a he could be 62 62 do, mas- do all the mascots have numbers? And I've just never thought about this until this moment. What's Dinger's number? Dinger has, he, he wears a jersey, right? He's got a number. Uh, if oh, he did play- have a number, it should be 93. It should be the year that the Rockies right, That's right. Yeah, so the Mets could have been 62. I mean, Mr. Met could be 62. Dinger's number is also zero. I'm pulling up a picture right now. Oh. Double zero? Double zero, well, yes. I was going to I was gonna say, because Adovino wore them. So do all the mascots, that just... I've just never noticed this before. Will knew. And now that's a hot number. That's a hot number. So. <laughs> what happens if a real, uh, I shouldn't say that. Taiwan Walker is a pretty solid player. But what, what would happen if like, like 
Nolan Arenado, that was his number. And he just got traded to the Cardinals and their mascot wore double zero. Surely they'd reprint all that. But I would, I would imagine that the mascot merchandising actually makes that way more difficult. If, if the Rockies sign like a professional wrestler named Onyx Omega, and he's right. like, hey, I'm OO, <laughs> I want to wear the double zero. I mean, hey, Tim Tebow got to play baseball, so you never know. But I think Dinger would have to change his number. He'd probably have to go to 93. Yeah. Oh, great I mean, question. Brandon, Brandon, that's why this is breaking my heart. So, like, if I could wear any number in MLB. So, my number growing up was always 12. So, that's I, that was my number. That's just, I'd wear 12. But I probably wouldn't be that good, and someone else would probably have 12. My go-tos after that would be things like double zero, zero, 99, or 88. We talked about 88 on the number. Just spring training number. You're going to yeah. be an 88. But, but that's the thing. In baseball, you don't wear 88 on purpose. People are going to look at you like, kid, kid, <laughs> kid. Put on a real major league uniform number. Don't. <laughs> I've, I've, I've always been uh, – 21's always been my number, but I don't know that I've got – a large enough back for 21 <laughs> to really look that great. So you know what? If if I get to pick my number, I'm going to go seven. I think seven just looks is, is it, would look cutting across my back, and I would take that one. I'd take seven as yeah. my number. That's good. I so do now, love this comment from Will that if a Rockies player wants to wear double zero, he has to win it in the tooth trot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, a couple more quick little funny ones. Uh, Zach Hess, client of Rachel Luba, who's mm -hmm. the, the agent of uh, Mr. Trevor Bauer. Uh, he Who's made... kicking all the ass of all the misogynists on Twitter, by the way. So bring it at her and she will absolutely own your ass. She's great. Well, she's, she's doing a good job in the PR department for Zach Hess. They've made a wager. If he can throw 100 <laughs> miles this. an hour, think she's going to get a tattoo. If he can't, he ends up having to get it tattooed. So to him, it's it's going to be a win-win situation. This is great stuff. Um, these kind of little bets go on at spring training all the time. And right? there are rules about reporting specifics and talking about, you know, gambling can be very tricky. And it's, it's gotten, as we know, with our friends at DraftKings and all of that, that it's gotten a, a lot lighter uh, over the last couple of years. And, and, and there's kind of more organization to it now. But yeah, it's... Um, because I I can't tell any specific stories because still given the circumstances I don't want to out anybody but I've I've heard of things like this before between agents and players or players and players if you do this during spring training once the season starts they're not messing around with this kind of stuff but hey man right. if you can if you can do X Y or Z something like that throw you throw a hundo I'll I'll donate a grand to a charity it's usually stuff like that um, so I love it. Now, would you would you make a bet that if you were at spring training with your number 88, your spring training number two, <laughs> would you, for the entire duration of spring training, which for pitchers is six weeks, sometimes seven, right. would you live in an RV? Because that's what Hunter Strickland is doing right now with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. That's, I'll make that happen. That's tough. You're going to save a lot of money. We know that with rent. So yeah, first of all, you're being frugal there. You're, you're you're feeling in a pretty good spot. Second of all, you're cutting out all that extra noise, right? You don't need any of that extra stuff. You stay in a zone when you're in a small, isolated place like this. You and I have actually talked before about tiny homes, just between us off off mm -hmm. the air, having general interest in that. I think there's something zen to, especially if you're by yourself. If I'm with my family, I don't want to be in a in an RV or whatever. But if I'm at spring training, I've got a month to get my mind and my body focused on the thing I've got to do, put me in that RV, uh, let me awake and, and go to bed every morning and night in that isolated centered place. I love that. I, I would. Yeah. And for, and so, for anyone that, that, that played organized sports, uh, especially for, for high school, when you would travel to games, away games. And if mom, dad, and uncle, whoever, comes by and they say, Hey, you don't have to ride the bus. I'll drive you home. You're stopping at Mickey D's or something like that. That's great. So he can just drive himself to wherever the team is playing that day, drive himself home. That's not so bad. That's not That's so bad. And since we were talking about betting just a moment ago, we should go ahead and mention that now is the perfect time to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Even though the promo they got going on right now is about UFC 
if you don't know anything about MMA or fighting or any of that, it's okay. I promise you this is the equivalent of if you didn't know anything about basketball when they were offering the deal for anybody to hit a three-pointer, you didn't know anything about football when they were offering the deal for anybody to score a touchdown. Right now, a DraftKings Sportsbook for new users, if you download that top-rated app, they will hook you up with the opportunity to bet $1. So, you know, if you lose this incredibly unlikely to lose bet, you're out a buck, which you probably lost in your couch cushions this week. If you win the bet, which is that one of the fighters in the main event lands a punch. I didn't misspeak. You didn't hear that wrong. They hit somebody with their fists. Typically a big goal of the fighty fighty tones. I'm, I'm not the biggest expert in fighty fighties. <laughs> Patrick and I do a little more fake fighty fighties than real fighty fighties. But they Pretty tend turning. to hit each other. So if anybody lands a punch in the main event, you turn $1 into 100 bucks. And DraftKings is always hooking you up with super dope promos. Uh, sometimes it just equates to them throwing you free money to bet on whatever you want. And it only takes a couple of wins. You know, it's uh, I know a lot of people talk about like the odds are, are against you, but you win two out of 10 times. You typically one make your money back and two, it, it makes the fun that much worth it. So it really does make sports that much more fun. When you've got a little bit of skin in the game, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now for your chance to turn $1 and $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. Or you don't even have to watch them fly, though I do recommend it if you're into it. Uh, bet $1, you can turn it into 100 bucks using that promo code DNBR. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. A lot of good fights on that card, especially the undercard. But you know what? If you're not happy enough with making that kind of money, I got a way you can make even more. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is Israel Adesanya minus 230. So you're not going to make too much scratch, but it's a lock. The UFC middleweight champion is a sure thing to do. In fact, talking about punches, two of his last three fights, he's won on a knockout or technical knockout with punches. He's 20-0. and 0, and he's not going down anytime soon. He's one of the best pound-for-pound -pound fighters in the world right now. So Israel Adesanya is my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week at minus 230. Lock it in. Lock it in. You've been on a decent heater, right? Like not Called that Real Madrid win you last got week. The, you got that in, straight Real Madrid win, yeah. In the Champions was, League. I'm saying. Uh, we're, and our guy Nathaniel was around to let us know about, where was it? Only 21 players in MLB history have worn 99 and only 20 players have worn double zero in the history of the 150 year history of baseball. So the fact that Taiwan Walker has been blocked from wearing both of those numbers, that's, we need a math genius to figure out what the odds of that are. <laughs> I tell you what the odds are pretty good of Buster Posey's offspring turning pro any any of these big time guys you know what they're gonna have a golden ticket and go to drafting sportsbook plus 2000 for buster kid buster posey's kid to go yes pro right now buster jr bj posey maybe i don't know he said he kept in shape we're talking about funny uh spring stories by uh, throwing uh, full fully loaded diapers uh at his son uh his no. nine-year-old son lee because uh, he, he and his wife had adopted twin girls during the off season. And so he said, you know, you got to make sure you got the right weight of the diapers. So depending on how they've been feeding, you know, that, that plays a lot into the accuracy. So that's how a, a all time great catcher keeps himself in shape during the off season. Well, I, I suppose if I'm not an all time great catcher, I can't doubt the process, right? I can't call into question the preparation and method. If I haven't lived a day in his very poopy shoes, apparently. <laughs> Speaking of young players, Nick York is a name you would have recognized last year, last June, when we went through and, and did an entire couple days of MLB draft coverage. He was the yeah. surprise shock where he wasn't on our top 100 board. Red Sox kind of reached up and grabbed him uh, out of high school at the 17th overall pick. Well, believe it or not, he's actually invited to camp for Boston. 
Uh, we haven't seen that so far in, in camp with the Rockies. They've kind of kept some of their younger guys away, and, and they're going with their more MLB-ready players. But Nick York is only 18 years old, and he's in spring training camp. And this, this limited spring training camp, he's the youngest by two years. Uh, manager Alex Cora has a daughter the same age, to put that in perspective. And Alex Cora is not very young either, or rather not very old to begin with. Um, and so, so if I haven't made it clear enough, he was in high school a year ago at this time. And now he's at spring training camp alongside, you know, the, the greatest baseball players right now in the game in Boston, learning from Alex core, a bunch of guys that have a world series ring. And to give you some comparison of how young that is, the youngest guy at Rockies camp is hell. Chris Oliveira's at 20. Then you got Ryan Vallejo at 22. Ella Harris Montero at, at 22, Colton Wilker, uh, Jameson Hanna, and Ryan Ralston at 23. So this kid is really having uh, some interesting experience right there on the job down in Fort Myers with the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty wild. I love it when teams do that. Uh, we've talked about how the Rockies have been sometimes overly cautious with their young players over the years. Too cautious. Um, Sometimes, oddly enough, there are a handful of guys they've just rushed to the big leagues. You know, as we're talking spring training, I think about uh, years ago, my guy, uh, Eddie Butler, who... Uh, that's the last guy. And that's uh, probably that's one of the reasons time. why we're not going to see it for a while. That's right. They had done it right before that with Juan Nicasio. Uh, there were a few other guys. They jumped straight from right. AA at a, at a young age. Um and and yeah, as we know, this organization tends to get gun shy, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. You do a couple of things that don't work out, and then you go, "Well, we're never doing that again." Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, you know, I it's hard to say. I I don't think that they. I do think that they ruined Eddie Butler by jumping him too soon. I don't think that. I think they did the wrong thing for him. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong thing. That's right for everybody. Um, but. I've somewhere got, maybe as we're talking here, I can find the picture that I had as my backup on my Facebook forever, me standing between John Gray and Eddie Butler and him throwing his leg up on me, which was like, Eddie, maybe, maybe don't do that. <laughs> you might. Yes. Yeah, it's it's strange. That those, fall down. It's strange that those two guys were going to be these Titans of the future. And those were the guys. one of them to a degree was, and yet in a year from now, then both might be gone. Well, yeah, we know one of them is gone, but they both. Well, yeah. Might not be around in Colorado, unfortunately, right? right? right. Uh, again, more young players. Jared Kelnick, uh, a guy that you know we talked about, unfortunately, not for, for great reasons, not his fault, but when we got through the whole Kevin Mather discussion, again, go back and listen to that two weeks ago, two Tuesdays ago, where we talked about the comments that the Seattle Mariners uh, team president made where he was on a, uh, a rotary uh, club meeting uh, on a Zoom and just kind of went off and, hey, tell me about this player. He's exciting. Sure, let me just kind of say some, you know, racial things and um, kind of put down this guy and say something negative and really not focus on the, the positivity. And so Jared Kelnick was one of those guys who was offered a major league contract. And because he turned it down, he was betting on himself and say, you know, I can make a lot of money in arbitration. And, and maybe I will stick around, but you know what? Until I play in the majors, you're going to try to lowball me. So I'm going to decline. And because of that, Seattle said, okay, we're not going to put you in the majors then. Yeah. And that's going to be a story that we will we'll see what happens going forward. But already we've got video of this guy, one of the first days of spring training, hitting bombs despite not, not having played very much above single A. And you're not going to be able to track the ball in this video, but you can the bat and you're also going to hear somebody off in the distance shout something <laughs> that we can actually hear but it's interesting well, let's, yeah. let's take a peek oh my goodness Did, <laughs> you guys had this issue before because it only happens on TDSP <laughs> oh no oh that's right where, where the video just... just doesn't like to play here let me pull it up a different way sorry about that guys so it's on a backfield, and funny enough, the guy who captured this video, Daniel Kramer, is a guy that we had right here in Colorado. It was Thomas Harding's sidekick on MLB.com. He kind of farmed out to Seattle. Um, there it is. Woo! 
And you can barely hear it off in the distance. Somebody says, that'll play. That'll play. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anytime you can That's, just hit oof. the ball over the fence like oh. that. Yeah. And so this kid was uh, was acquired as a teenager. He had just been drafted by the Mets because, you know, the Mets are going to Mets. And was traded in that Robinson Cano Edwin Diaz deal, and almost immediately at the time, it was uh, it was a trade that was kind of, you know, in a way, laud and say, all right, I guess Mets, you're trying to contend. You probably shouldn't just yet. It was one of the worst things Brody Van Wagenen did during his brief two year tenure with the Mets. But it was more about, you know, what this might be okay, okay for the Mets in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to be way better for Seattle. And we're already seeing it. And this guy's got this buzz all about him the fourth best right. prospect in all of Major League Baseball, and he's yet to even make his Major League debut. That's what you can do Imagine. when you trade away veteran players yeah. and you kind of mortgage the present for a better tomorrow. So keep we're going to keep our eye on this kid. He's pretty good. Yeah. All right, check this out real quick just because I, I brought it up. First of all, apparently at some point we took all of the hair off of my face and put it onto John Gray's face and head. Pretty much what has happened since this time. He looks like our, our guy, Justin Michael, a little bit there on the left. Yeah, right. Totally. I don't know why I can't stand up straight. It was before I was doing the yoga. You clearly have a tummy ache. We see the hand clearly, on the tummy. Clearly that, that free shirt that I got from Grand Junction. Uh, Win, lose, rain. Shine? Hats? I get, <laughs> I can't I don't, it. Could I be can't shine. Could be shine. I, I think it's shine. Yeah. Although uh, if it's too much rain, actually they don't even play at all. But no, that no. wouldn't look good on a t-shirt. Maybe that's what was on the back. Yeah. Maybe that's what was on the back. Um, Manny Machado, uh, you know, finished third in MVP last year. Uh, got some help there in the lineup. He might be even better now going forward as this uh, young man. Had LASIK eye surgery. That's kind of scary to think he was playing last year. I don't know how much of a disadvantage he had, but the dude's now got super power vision eyeballs. That's not good for the rest of the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious about this one. Right. As somebody who's off, uh, often operating, by the way, under very poor vision out of one eye that I should be wearing glasses and contacts for, and I oftentimes don't. The other eye has compensated and I've gone back in for eye doctor appointments and they're like, well, you, I don't know how you exist with your left eye at all, but this right eye is doing absolutely like, it's like near superhuman stuff. Like basically it's like, I wonder about that. And like, I've thought about the LASIK thing. So I'll, I'll use this as another test. If Machado goes off, maybe I, I go forward and get the LASIK. I don't know. Okay. Well, Drew, I, I already kind of, I coaxed you into being a hat guy. You weren't sure about the hat. That's right. You look great in hats. You look, you look great. That and me going bald really, really coincided. The deal. Yeah. Well, Drew, I'm going to try to not talk you. I don't want to look at my own head anymore. You look great in the hat. I didn't didn't steer you wrong. I'm not going to steer you wrong here either. When I tell you, you should go with an eye patch. Let's steer into this thing. Okay. Let's steer into it. I mean, you might be able to to hawk that eyeball and maybe get it, get a couple bucks. I don't know. You donate it. You're a nice guy like that. But go eye patch, my man. So. Okay, I, I don't want to take up too much time. I know we got a few other notes to get to, but I actually because so I have it's like a weird weak, like just a weakness in the left eye. It's just it's not quite a lazy eye, but it can almost get there. Otherwise, obviously you'd be able to tell it right. And when I was a kid, we did exactly that. When I was young, uh, we we would patch it up. Except for instead of it looking cool, instead of my parents being super rad parents. Sorry, mom. I know I love you, and I love you forever and ever and ever. But they put a freaking band aid over my eye like this i had I, there are pictures and i wouldn't even take it off for school pictures i will find this embarrassing crap that i lived through for most of elementary school and share it with all of you on one of these at some point because there are pictures i don't think they're digital digitized yet i'll have my mom send them to me I'll, I'll get them on facebook and there are pictures of me wearing just a giant band-aid over my right eye to make my left eye work harder so the eye go patch, back to it man go back to your roots dude bring it I'm ready to go. You got to go back to your roots. Well, while, while we're on the topic of the San Diego Padres, I found this amazing tweet. Now, we all know Fernando Tatis just recently signed a 4,000-year – he signed the Patrick Mahomes-type right. con contract. 14 right. years, $340 million. Drew and everyone else, this is what Fernando Tatis looked like five years ago. 
Five. What? Folks. Folks. Five that is years a ago. child. He's a baby. That is a child in middle school. In his baseball bag, he's got a bat, <laughs> a, glo- a mitt, batting gloves, a pacifier. One batting glove. One batting glove. A ring pop. <laughs> yeah. And a Game Boy Color. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like this, this this kid is the face of baseball. This, this hairless face from five years ago is right. now the facial hair face. All right. Well, if we're talking about young guys, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Michaela talked about this last week. He trimmed down. She's she's all in. She's buying the futures on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Trimmed down forty two pounds since last July. Came to camp. Oh, uh, summer camp. A little bit hefty, uh, but he's looking good now. He's looking I mean, good. He he was honest. He said, "Yeah, you know, for the last couple of years, they knew I was coming here out of shape. I didn't prepare myself very well. Uh, he's prepared himself." Very well. So we know how good he's been with his natural abilities. Now we're going to see exactly how good he is at the best of his game. Drop in that weight. Yeah. Yeah. You love seeing that. Um, that's a lot. Like that's a, right? that's a big amount. The only thing you worry about, you know, is just, that's it. That's an almost, that's a different body. You got to get used to, to be in a different body. You, do you remember when Prince Fielder went vegan right. or yeah. or straight? Yeah. Like that was a thing. And, 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 and he admitted later, like maybe a little bit too extreme of a change right. for the body. But I mean, if he's really just, I mean, look at the, this guy's a, a, he's still a big dude, right? He's, That's the thing is like, big guy. is like, I almost wonder like uh, it, now if he put on, 20 pounds during the pandemic and the winter and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then he did 40 off. So he's really down 20, you know, then, then probably, cause you're right. Like he's still a big guy. You don't want to lose that. You know, Thomas Harding's running theory, right? Look, if you want to hit home runs, you got to have a big old butt. <laughs> prove him wrong. You prove Thomas Harding wrong. I'm you looking at a big butt right now. Lost 42 <laughs> pounds. Still seeing a big but- butt. That's what, that's what we, that's why you got to, that's why you have to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Be here with us for the YouTube show on Wednesdays, the DFA show with Ali producing. So you can get a look at this. Cause I was worried for a minute that Vlad Guerrero Jr. Wasn't going to look like a hoss anymore. Wasn't going to have a big old butt. Look at this. Is this NSFW? Are we allowed to show this? <laughs> he's looking great. So yeah, we know he's got the natural building was able to play like that. And now he's, getting that body and he's doing it early we saw you know how good you know nolan was able to be in 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 2019 uh after he dropped some unnecessary weight for for that longevity and and maybe it didn't necessarily translate to you know a better overall season statistically but what's it going to do for his career going forward right like that's what it's about it's about the future more so than just i'm immediately going to be better and so vlad is is going to be better and he's gonna be playing some first base this year not so much third base um Blue Jays made some, mm-hmm. you know, big signings this offseason. Save his knees, save his legs a little. Yeah, but well, Bobuchet's at shortstop, so he's locked in. So they signed a shortstop and Marcus Simeon to a one-year deal. He's moving over to second base. Kevin Biggio is going from second base to third base. Good. So now Vladdy's going to be over there at, at first. And I think, I think, I think, I think, team, dude. And I th- yeah, I think it's going to light a fire under him of saying, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a first baseman. I want to go back to third base. And so, you know what? I'm going to start getting myself in shape now and make the case for it. So in 2022, it's Bichette at short. Biggio goes back to second base. And Vladdy Jr. is the third baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. I like that. Looks good. That's my AL team now. Sorry, Mom and Royals and stuff. You know, figure stuff out and we'll, we'll talk. But for right if now. We're talking, if we're talking power hitting third baseman, look at your futures for Eugenio Suarez. Right now he's plus two, uh, 2,000. Like 200, aka 2200, uh, on uh, leading MLB in home runs because he said he's going to hit 50 this year. Now he hit 49 in 2019, was only four behind Pete Alonso, who came out yeah. of nowhere there, the, the big rookie, the polar bear. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. That was interesting story. Again, for talking about making some money down the road, invest in Eugenio Suarez futures. Hundred percent. That's my dude. All right, I can I can share this factoid now with everybody. Now that it's been a little while, we've all gained some separation. But in MLB the show, when I play as the all-time legendary Rockies with everyone available to me, for whatever reason, 
I can't figure out Nolan Arenado's swing. I've never been able to hit with him. I just can't. DJ LeMay, he was another guy. I can't hit with him. I don't care what the stats are. The swing doesn't make sense to me. So I don't have Nolan as my third baseman. My team is like 90% Rockies. And it's funny that it's not Nolan at third. And who is it? It's Eugenio Suarez. The guy's bat is ridiculous. I get his swing. He's got better defense than most people realize in the power is for real i mm-hmm. love that kid he play, he's probably not a kid anymore what is he 26 27 now he's getting into that middle of the of his physical prime maybe a tick older but yeah he's yeah, he's yeah. still young i mean 28 29 at the most right he's yeah yeah he's he's legit Suarez, man shinsu chu they don't have Vinny. wild the innocent Vinny testy <sighs> is not in mlb the show yeah. hashtag put Vinny in mlb the show shinsu chu might be and why is that important because he's in the KBO, not back in the KBO. He's never been in the Korean baseball organization. But he's over there now. He's, he's done in America. And I bring that up, not because he's with my NC Dinos. Unfortunately, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's with the SK Wyverns. Oh. Allie, jump in here real quick. The mascot <laughs> for this team, they're called the Wyverns. A Wyvern is? I don't know. Uh, Let's I was, build up I, to it. I had high the hopes. NC Dinos. What's their mascot? The NC Dinosaurs. It's a dinosaur. So oh. the SK Wyverns. A wyvern is a dinosaur as well. Uh, I don't know. Kind of. I honestly, I don't. I still <laughs> kind of don't know what a wyvern is. But this is up Drew Valley, right. right? I'm going to. Yes, that's right. I'm going to ascribe some homework to all of you. You're going to have to read a little bit of I'm out. Uh, Lord of I'm the out. Rings. Maybe, uh, maybe play an old Final Fantasy game or Game of Thrones. Or, or, uh no they just call them ah. dragons they just they, they they don't try to confuse people a wyvern is basically another word for a dragon but uh, but a particular kind it's more of a, a snaky type of dragon see nighthawk knew yeah see i know nighthawk knows what's up i'm sure she's and seen I, plenty of things with wyverns we know wyvern, clearly wyvern 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 clearly michaela would have known that one that's a good <laughs> one. all right so shinsu Chu. here's where i bring this up so he's going over to kbo and it's because they held a special one-time only draft in 2007, all the KBO teams. They did a draft and said, hey, look, there's a lot of South Korean ball players over in America right now playing. Let's kind of just draft their rights. And, and NBA fans know this. You're drafting players over in Europe, and they might not come over right away. you got to wait a season or two. Sometimes they never come over. Sometimes you trade their rights even though no one wants the rights. It's just kind of a bargaining chip. So they did this in 2007, back when – Shinsu Chu was already playing in Major League Baseball. And here we are 14 years later. That pick is finally coming to fruition. Mm. He's coming home and he's going back on the Wyverns, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So it's hilarious because you had no way of knowing, but Shinsu Chu was another MLB The Show connection for me back in the day because back when he was a Cub and the Rockies offense 2014-2015 could have used an extra outfielder. I used to get him all the time too. He was one of those guys, a great contact bat, but more pop than you realize, um, and a really good fielder. One of those guys that did all the things well, but none of the things elite. And I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for those types of players. So good for him. Kasuke Fukudome. Oh, damn it. Shinsu Chu was with the Rangers. Not <laughs> the Rangers. I'm sorry. I, that was a fun. That was a new round of the, of the who am I of thinking the, who, of game. Who am I I'm going to tell you or talk I, about I did go with Kasuke. Guy. Actually, oh, no. I have acquired both of those players, uh, <laughs> as, but Shinsu Chu is a, a, a little bit better yeah, yeah, version definitely. of the same thing. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Tim Tebow, come Rangers. on. Uh, Denver story. We're talking about Colorado Timothy. guys. Timothy Richard. I know you're a middle name guy, and I know Ooh. that one. I'm pretty sure that's correct. You got me on that one. T.R. Tebow, he's done. He's retired oh, from Major League Baseball. Yep. Pour out a single. Well, no. <laughs> no, he's married now. There he is, uh, a member of the Port mm. St. Lucie Mets, mm. or just St. Lucie Mets. He uh, look at those forearms, though. Oh yeah, I mean he was decent. I don't honestly, he wasn't as good as Michael Jordan. He he started mm. his career at a similar age, age twenty nine in two thousand seven. He was a Double A All Star in twenty eighteen, mainly because you know more people are going to go to the game, right? <laughs> yeah, played seventy seven games in Triple A was really bad batted 163 on base percentage of 240 slugging of 255 Mm. on base 240 slugging 255 
That's, That's bad. really bad. Finishes with 18 homers, 107 RBI. But here's the thing. 18 career, home runs as a professional baseball player it's pretty good. Is, is nothing to sneeze at. No, no. Here's the thing is he's he's retired from the Mets. I just don't know if he's officially retired <laughs> oh, from baseball. Oh, we're keeping it alive. Here's why. Yes, here's why. Do you know where Tim Timothy Richard Tebow was born? No. He was born in the Philippines, which means very easily – he can play for Team Philippines in the World Baseball Classic. Yes. Give me so, all of this. Yeah. So we we're supposed to have the World Baseball Classic this year. And even like last year, they had already postponed it. They pushed it back. They haven't made any official announcements. I'm really excited for the next World Baseball Classic, even though we don't know when it is. It seems like it might be 2023. In Philippines, they have to qualify. Now there's there's all kinds of qualifiers for countries all over the world. It's kind of cool. It's, it's a big deal if you're from those areas, right? Or if you have family from there. Those qualifiers, of course, in America, we don't really care on, until they're playing in American ballparks or over in Japan, and we kind of know who's in the field. But he still could play. There's a there's a qualifier on March 20th, so set your alerts. Maybe later on this month, you could see Tim Tebow back in action representing the Philippines. How about that? Tebow time yet again. I'm all – people know this about me at this point. I think I'm, I'm, I'm so pro Tebow. I just uh, and not I knew you would like, like a not in a I totally believe he could do it kind of way. Just in a let him try. I, I want to find out. Let's see what happens. I don't know. He is <laughs> that, kind of a national hero in the Philippines because he I think he goes back every year and he spends like at least three weeks there and because he does missionary work and stuff. Yeah. So he speaks some of the Filipino language. He also reminds us how incredibly difficult professional sports are. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great reminder that. It's tough out there. All right, here's here's the story of a guy that it's gonna it's gonna annoy you about how hard baseball is, and a guy who maybe is taking it for granted. And I'm not I don't want to come down hard on this guy, but I'll do it. This annoyed me a little bit, Drew. Hunter Bishop, big prospect for the San Francisco Giants. He went to ASU. Actually, got to see him play coincidentally once when I was out there. He uh, released a single, a musical single on SoundCloud. Dude kind of wants to be a musician, which is fine. You can do both. But some of the some of the quotes that I've heard about him are just like frustrating to hear about him, like kind of dream about being a musician at some point. And I'm like, no, you already have a dream job. How could you want that? Like you maybe you should keep that to yourself, maybe. I don't know. Which yeah. is well, okay, so I have I'm, I'm going to have a very personal take with this, obviously, right? Um, <laughs> As being and, a professional <laughs> athlete and musician. Okay, go ahead. Uh, totally, I, I'm exactly the same thing. I'm basically in the exact same situation. <laughs> you know, if you take both of these down to like 20 degrees lower, what was I doing right before I got this gig? I was trying to make a living as a musician. Not a very good one, but I was hanging in there. People, oddly enough, kept giving me money to do it. Uh, but not very much. And since I took over at then BSN, now DNVR, I've written maybe three songs. And I've got a catalog of like 35 and maybe 20 that I'm comfortable playing in front of people. Uh, but so, yeah, I do actually feel a little bit strange about. So for me, <laughs> shifting my focus just to covering baseball full time, man, I still play music every day. Music is a huge part of my life. You don't let it go. I used to do this thing where I would say, oh, I used to play music. And Katie, like, beat that out of me. She was like, you still play music. You're still a musician. You're not an ex-musician just because you don't go up on stage anymore. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. It's always a part of your heart. But. I focus on this now. I, 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 I do this 90% of the time and I do that occasionally when, when a special occasion arises. So I would imagine that a professional ball player would have a similar relationship with like, I love it. I don't want to let it go, but you don't release a brand new single in spring training. <laughs> no, it's just going to drop a, your new fire. No, right. Yeah. He goes by Hunter Bishop goes by Bish. I kind of dig the name. I dig I don't it. Hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And so this was a quote from his brother, who is also a baseball player, Braden Bishop, 
with the Mariners. He says, quote, I think in the back of the mind, he pictures himself being like a resident DJ at some Las Vegas club or something and finishes with, at least he's working for something, I guess. <laughs> he's working for – he should be working towards being in the majors and making $75 million relatively yeah. easily by playing baseball. You're not going to make that as a musician, dude. You're not. Yeah. You can yeah. – I mean, maybe after your career, I'd be curious to see how much money Bernie Williams has made because he kind of kept his – He's a classical guitar player. His, you know, being a musician separate from, you know – his. Being now, athlete, Bronson Arroyo earned the right to throw concerts right before games. Not where he pitched. So. Yeah. But Bronson Arroyo, legit, like, good singing voice. That guy's, and has he made his back the same money he made on the diamond? Of course not. Right, of course it's, not. I don't know <laughs> if that's not. anybody right. has. You do that. all that, and then you right. earned the right to. I doubt he was throwing concerts when he was a prospect, right? No, of course not. That's just uh, – it's lunacy. So Hunter Bishop – is maybe, is. maybe if if this doesn't work out for him, Hunter Bishop can go over and try out for the Colorado XOs. <laughs> he's, he's Why not? I mean, he's, a man he's doing everything else. Yeah, everything else going on. And actually, they legitimately do have a lot of athletes out there in backgrounds: football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. All these people coming out to try out for the United States national team with elite talent to help them compete on the global stage and ultimately win the Rugby World Cup. There are a few phrases in the world of sports more exciting than World Cup. And you've got the opportunity to root for a team located right here in Glendale, Colorado, Infinity Park, the home of Team USA, out there doing the thing check out the first couple of matches scheduled for april 3rd and april 10th mark your calendars i'm gonna be there watching them chat with me on twitter also colton strickler a must follow if you're even semi-interested in rugby and if you're not get semi-interested in rugby it's a whole lot of fun again there's going to be so much pride right here at infinity park get in check it out follow the dnvr rugby podcast and twitter feed it's too much fun. You're gonna enjoy yourself, uh, especially you know your your Rockies this year is going to be rooting about individual players to get a little bit better, to do a little bit better. There's not going to be a lot of team success to root to get to root for, and I know a lot of you can't root for a different baseball team, so root for a rugby team. Make them your different primary sport. success team. Different sports. There you so, go. That's a safe one. All right. Uh, we know spring training has been a little bit funky. Um, it's a little bit funky, and and so much so now to the point where you are able to remove a player from the game and put him back in it. That's insane, but you can do that. So this actually happened the other day. John Means, who we actually got to see at uh, Coors Field a couple years ago when the Orioles came to town, but he is at like 40 pitches and – got into a jam in the bottom of the first and was lifted and thought, oh, this is strange. I thought I was going to go two innings. Lo and behold, at the top of the next inning, they said, hey, go back out there and start the <laughs> inning. And he's like, but you took took, took me but, out. But I'm and out been, of the game. I've been playing baseball like my whole life. <laughs> and you can't do that. So I'm not going to do that. And his manager said, no, you, you got to do that. Get back in the game. <laughs> I would feel so weird. I would, right, just surreal. Like this can't happen. We we saw that in the the first Rockies game where Zach Gallon had guys on base, and, and they just and it was just like, nah, we're good. I don't want to face this guy. Let's wipe him off again. That is what you can do when you have a good analytics department. You so can Zach find those in training. ERA is still zero. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even though he never got to the gym and bases loaded. Yeah, he uh, leaves runners on base like crazy, but. Uh, Amazing. That's yeah, lucky, lucky sob. Did you see that Dom Smith? He got an interview on Instagram because this is apparently where you talk with legendary ball players. This is what happens now. Yeah. You know, uh, talks with Barry Bonds, and the real thing of note in it is, you know, he was asked about great players of his generation. Second name out of his mouth: Larry Kenneth Robert Walker. Look, game recognized game. Great, no great. That was awesome when I when I saw that. Yeah, 
yeah, someone hit us up and mentioned that on Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, yeah, that, <laughs> I wish we'd have known that years ago. It might've made some stuff easier, but right. It, it is one of those things, game recognized game. It's, it's that simple. If, if somebody that good knows, then he knows. Okay. Drew, if you had to raise some money for a charity, how many miles a day could you run or even walk? got to do it every single day though and be real you, know, you don't want to you don't want to do too many so would you, even just it, one think about just one i that's can do hard. two a day i can do i can do two miles a day okay. i think but that's only because i've been doing yoga lately and eating a little bit better a year ago my answer to that would have been would have been one i can do two maybe three i started running with the dogs they out i'm good I like that. That's that's a good number. That's a fair number. Well, there's a coach with the Seattle Mariners to so talk about guys who have a great job, and yet they've got this other hobby. Well, it's a nice story because he is trying to raise money. But Carson Vital, a Mariners coach, is running 10 miles a day for the whole year, 3,650. A day? A day. How long does that take? It would probably be because he's, you know, he's probably not doing it, you know, on a, on a sprint. <laughs> probably he can probably do, you know, at, at a relatively easy pace. He's doing five miles in an hour. He's probably doing more than that, but two okay. hours, two, two hours, hours in the morning, maybe even an hour and a half. Very doable. Nope. Nope. But every day, that's the key piece. And then if you go, you know what? I'm going to take a day exactly off. one time. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. If you got a, what if you get a cold for two days? That means day three, you're doing an ultra marathon. You're doing 30 miles. So big props to that guy. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's trying to undo all the PR nightmare business for the Mariners. It's one way. One to mile it. at a time. Just run it out. Run it out. Forrest Gump style. There it is. There's his, there's his Forrest Gump challenge, so to speak. It's really I, impressive. Just he got back in, into the love of, of running and just trying to raise some money for, for a great charity from the United Way and doing doing some big things. So you got to give him props for that, especially as a coach, too. Yeah, I always hated the coach who would make everybody else run while he sat on the back of the truck. <laughs> not this guy. He's running guy. ahead of you. He's You're lapping right. you totally. around the diamond. All right. And finally. Drew, the best first anything you've ever had. Can you think of a time where it's like, hey, it's your first day or your first whatever, and you're like, I'm not this good, but wow, that that's great. I'm I'm feeling pretty darn fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, no, no. I got one. I got I'm, one. If you think I'm, about I'm, it, I'm terrible. It wasn't my first <laughs> date, but it was one of my first dates with my wife, where we went down to the old Jersey Shore Boardwalk in Point Pleasant. Sure, Allie's been to that one. That's a, it's a little bit nicer than uh, Seaside. That's the one from the Jersey Shore. We went go go on this date with my wife, and of course, it's that booth with the little plates, and you got to throw the baseball to not to uh, to crack oh, the plate, yeah. and you got to do it all three times. Picked up the baseball. I think it was even a softball. One, two, three. Broke no it, kid. and I was like, "Pick whatever one you want." And I like walked away, like I almost didn't care, you know. I was like, "Yeah, you can get whatever one you want." Do to do, yeah. hands in my pockets, strutting away. I was that's that's the best like first anything that I've had yeah. where I felt good, and I go, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna do better than that. Yeah, mine. See, mine never felt that way, but it's a very similar story because I nailed my first date uh, with Katie as well. I just didn't know that it was a first date at the time because she showed up at a concert at a, at a show again i'm not trying to plug the music thing it's just what i did it was, it was she was literally... also you're also wearing a bandage over your right eye and she was this, sitting to the right of you the, 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 and whole, the whole time the you're like when did you get here um, like <laughs> i was i was playing a show at a small venue it was my parents anniversary and uh, i had met katie once before and she showed up she, alone she sat in the front row i thought that was super dope and cool and we got to talking afterwards and I just happened to share some of my favorite things that also happened to be some of her favorite things. One of those things where you just lock and you're just like, oh man, The Crow is one of my favorite movies of all time. She's like, are you joking with me? Have you been stalking me on Facebook? I'm like, no, that's just, I dig that movie. She's like, no, seriously. She has a Crow tattoo now. Uh, that said, was yes, one of the I am we stalking you, but I also, <laughs> also happen to like The Crow, the movie. Um, I mean, that's how I found you, to right. stalk you. So I guess... Patrick, this is a really bad way to humble brag to end this episode with us talking about yeah, how we right? nailed our first. We both ruined plenty of other dates. We promise. Yes. 
Yes, I got. I also got crapped on by a seagull at the same boardwalk on a different day. So yeah. these things all come around. Well, uh, Caleb Pendleton, this will be our final great spring training story. Caleb Pendleton is a name that I'm probably going to forget in a couple of weeks. Florida Atlantic University. In his first game, he did better than Fernando Tatis Jr.'s dad. Fernando Tatis Sr. He hit two grand slams in the same inning. Inning. In his first game ever in Division One. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. How about that for making a first impression? You gotta, I mean, again, the odds astronomical that you could do that. <laughs> At least one and never gonna six, maybe no. getting eight RBI in a week is yeah. pretty dope, right? That's a good week to get eight RBI in a game in is, is 45 minutes. In 45 minutes. Right, right. But to, to do it in one inning is just like you're never going to – you might as well just put the bat down and be like, well, I'm never going to top that. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And I don't, I don't think we're going we're gonna to top this. this. We aren't. Some good spring training stories around the game. There's still some more breaking out. Hopefully there's some more good Rocky stories like their comeback victory today. Games don't mean anything, but you know what? It means something to win, to feel like a winner. That's right. Uh, so I know all you feel like winners for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We feel like winners for hanging out with you. And we really appreciate you following on YouTube specifically for these special shows. If you didn't today, you missed out on a whole lot of fun graphics and video, all the work that producer Ali is doing behind the scenes. Oftentimes it's tech boy, Kale, you know, he was out today, but Ali, uh, the best in the biz filling in. So we appreciate all that. You're missing all the hard work that those folks put in. If you don't subscribe to the YouTube and join us for these live chats and join the conversation, you got to get on that or you're behind the times. We appreciate you following on social media at Drew Creaseman at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lions, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks, a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar and you get access to our private chat room in the discord channel we're always talking sports, but we're always talking non-sports too. We've all got a myriad of interests. We want to hear about yours and share ours with you. Come be a part of the family at the dnvr.com. Subscribe today. I promise you're not going to regret it. Thank you all for hanging out with us, continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, producer Ali Monroy, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Well, we hope despite everything going on, that show managed to put a smile on your face. And hey, if you want your smile to be the best it absolutely can be, you know to head over to our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best in the biz, providing such wonderful dental coverage for all of our fans, all of you Colorado Rockies fans just like you out there in Lakewood. They'll take care of you. They'll make you feel comfortable at the dentist just a few miles outside of downtown Denver. And right now, if you or anyone you know needs a job, Green Mountain Dental Group is looking for experienced office manager bookkeeper. This is a salaried position with great benefits. The office manager's role is to organize and coordinate administrative duties and office procedures. The job requires 10 years of office manager experience. Other duties include preparing payroll, monthly financials, experience with a variety of office software, ordering dental supplies, handling marketing and advertising, supervising staff, etc., this team is an incredible group of people to work with, so please call them today if you or anyone you know is interested. Call 303-988-0711 or head to the website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com for further information.